Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast where uh, it, we watch Lost Out of Order. The uh, show is called The Island Shuffle and I am called Bean. And I am called James. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome here. Welcome to our little show. How I was going to say, how have you been this week? But the last episode we recorded three days ago. But I, <laughs> but I mostly want looking for an excuse to say that you've got a PlayStation 4. Yeah, brand new. Brand spanking new. Right from the box. Yeah. What And what games that come with? <laughs> NHL, the only game I will ever play. Honestly, pretty good game, though. Yeah. It's I'm really happy to now have a $500 NHL machine. Honestly, I think there are worse places to just put that $500. Um, yeah, like the bank. Yeah, imagine that. Who trusts banks anymore? Yeah, come on. In this economy? I don't think so. Honestly, in this country, though, maybe the snowbank. Oh, brother, a winter. Hey, winter's coming. If you ask me, the temperature is changing. If you ask me, changes every day. Does change every day. If you listen, I hour to hour, day to day, if the temperature <laughs> will never stay the same. <laughs> it's true. That's why we have weather people to tell us these these changes. And that's our show. That's our show. Good episode. <laughs> what an episode of what an episode of this show that was. Thank you for tuning in. I've been being. I've been James. Okay. Enough clowning. Enough fooling. Time to get uh, to the meat and potatoes get down of the show. To some business here. We watched an episode of Lost this week. It was unrelated to last week's episode, as it tends to be. Uh, what do you, what did we? What was the last episode we watched? It was Pilot Part One, right? It was Pilot Part One. It was the very first episode yeah. that they made of the show. Sure was. This, however, was season three, episode fifteen. I want to say. Yeah, episode fifteen. That's right. It was called Left Behind. And it was about being left behind. Wow. They they did it again, these crazy guys. <laughs> they named it about the show that oh, took place. What the heck um, are they thinking? Oh, it'll never catch on. This episode was about Kate. This episode was about Kate. But it was, but also, it was also about Sawyer. Yeah, Sawyer <laughs> being the protagonist. <laughs> it was, of course, about Sawyer. But it, it was, a, it was a, the flashbacks were about Kate. Flashbacks were about Kate. But the flashbacks were also about Sawyer, kind of. A the little bit. The flashbacks were about Sawyer, actually. Yeah. He actually drove the story just as much as Kate did. Yeah. Sawyer just is the protagonist. I don't. If if you've listened to uh, yeah, any news. of these episodes yeah. before, you know this. But it's I find it shocking every time that it reiterates this fact that yeah. he is the protagonist. There's no questioning it, it anymore. It's, it's really like kind of unbelievable how much of the protagonist he is. Um, I want to before we dive in. Uh-huh. Say that while we were watching this episode, we were munching on a very tasty guacamole that uh, was made by James. Hey! And so I just want to say, uh, uh, guac's off to you. Hey. hey! Oh, thank you. Shout out to that $2 bag of avocados. Hey, it served its purpose. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Anyways, I I I I don't know why that was a necessary detail to well, add. People gotta know. Yeah, people they gotta, gotta know what what sort of state we're in. Yeah, this is the thing. We're we're a little guacked out. Um, and I think also it helps paint a picture. Because yeah. when you listen to us in your ear in your ears, uh huh, you're you're thinking like here's my buddy Bean and my buddy James, and they're just in the void. They're they're just in the void. No, no, no. 
We're sitting it we're sitting in James's living room. Uh-huh. Beautiful living room. Fresh PS4 uh <laughs> de- de- <laughs> right there, right in full view. Right there. D- uh, detritus and all. And uh sitting there, comfy bowl of guac, some chips, and we're munching and we're cracking wise as we do. Uh-huh. Writing uh, notes, writing studying notes, the show, and trying to think. Hmm, what are some wise wisdoms we can say on this little uh, episode of and ours? And uh, I think we got some material. We do. What do you say we dive the hell in? Um, let's do you let's get into it. Want to start with the flashbacks? I guess. Yeah. Let's uh, let's lay it down. Let's walk them through it. Yes. So, Kate, uh, if you're unfamiliar with her story, she's a fugitive. She's on the run. From the cops because mm. of from an FBI man from an FBI with man. A, I I've never. I think he the FBI man has a bit of a funny face. He does have a very distinct kind of funny face. It's he? it's good. It's not a bad face, no. and he's a it's a good actor's face because mm-hmm. it's like it's not like a Ron Perlman face. It's no. sort of the way that. Um, who is that fucking guy? Michael Keaton sort of has a funny face. Yes, yes. It's a very, or Willem Dafoe. That uh-huh. it's, it's that it's type of it's funny in, face. It's in that genre of male <laughs> actor. Um, uh, He's just a much less successful version of Michael Keaton or Willem Dafoe. That's he exactly it. FBI man yeah, in exactly. some episodes of Lost. <laughs> exactly. I would be curious to see what else this guy's in. Um, but not curious enough to look it up right now. Uh, <laughs> what if it was Willem Dafoe? That would be crazy. <laughs> what a get for Lost. <laughs> what a steal. You know Willem Dafoe's in the new Death Note movie? No. Well, that's well, just a fun fact about Willem Dafoe. Who does he play? Is he uh, the the good guy he or the foe? I've who does he play? He plays the god of death that drops the notebook in the start, Shit. which is a pretty crazy role. He's all made up and looks crazy. Well, um, yeah, he went for it. Uh, and um, anyways, I don't want to go off on the Death Note movie. This is not that podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet, at least. <laughs> not yet. We'll get there. Uh, get enough guac in us, and we'll g- we'll go off about anything. Uh, but basically, uh, Kate's on the run. She's living all kinds of alternate identities and uh-huh. hitchhiking from town to town. Her name is Lucy now. Yep. She hitchhikes through Iowa and uh, lands at a gas station. And who does she spot at that gas station? Sawyer's fucking ex Sawyer's that ex. he stole from. Yes. Remember episode one? That sweet long con? This is the lady who got con. And now... She's running grifts of her own, the very same watch grift that we saw her do in that episode. She's selling jewelry in a gas station parking lot mm. for $60 a piece. Mm-hmm. And the fella is saying, you're a faker. I'm going to call the cops on this bozo. But Kate comes through and says, hey, I'm from it. I, I'm from a jeweler store. Wink, wink. I recognize these as real. I'll buy them for uh, uh, whatever you're selling them. 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Give me that one. Mm-hmm. And then once the gas station over uh, leaves... Um, Kate uh, kind of pulls her aside and says, "Yeah, right. I know. I know the con. I know the grifter when I sees one. Why don't you give me my money back and uh, we can go uh, to the bar and shoot the shit a little bit?" Yeah. So they you know what I like What's that? about Kate's character? Yes, is that in her backstory, and this is not long after she had commit the murder. Yes, but. We are led to believe that she didn't have any sort of life of crime before she commit murder. Mm-hmm. But now that she has committed murder, she is like, 
she can spot a con from a mile away and she can like run circles around the FBI. She just knows how all of it works because she killed a man once, which I think is like a a true thing that happens. Yeah, I mean, it, we've been over this. She has murder in her heart. She has murder in her heart. And once that murder was unlocked, the rest of the crime just followed suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a really good point. One thing I never even thought about. It's before. a really bizarre aspect of her character. Yeah. It's just that like, she was not a criminal until she was. And the second that there was no learning curve, yeah. she just jumped <laughs> off the cliff and like was a criminal mastermind all of a sudden, which I like. And I feel like, that that is sort of the general um feeling that i got from this entire episode yeah it was just very like whimsically it the the plot didn't really need to make a lot of sense yeah. all of the ends were so loosely tied together yeah. but it was just sort of like their conclusions were satisfying enough that i didn't give a shit that it was dumb exactly it was <coughs> it was very like the we're gonna put these two to we're gonna put these characters together because we think that would make for some interesting scenes, mm-hmm. uh, and the logic behind it is gonna be a little tenuous. But we're gonna get some nice scenes about it. So what do you? So what are you gonna complain about it? Who cares? Exactly. It's, it's just TV, guys. Exactly. <laughs> just make believe. It's just TV. You don't need to devote hours and hours and hours of your life mm-hmm. to it. You don't need to d- mm-hmm. devote at least one if not several mm. nights a week to analyzing it that's true and yet here we are <laughs> uh so the uh, on that note they kind of try to they really try to justify this particular pairing of uh cassidy is the name of sawyer's ex mm-hmm. and uh kate and so they're they're talking in a bar and uh Cassidy's like, oh, I got conned by this this freaking guy, and now I don't have any savings, so I'm just running con to con and doing my best. What about you? What's your story? And Kate, without missing a beat, is like, I murdered my <laughs> stepfather. <laughs> it confesses to the whole thing in a, in a public bar. One of the like, most wanted criminals. Why? In, like, basically in the town that she commit the murder in, yeah. too. In the small town yeah. where she murdered a person mm. and lived her whole life, so seemingly she would be recognized. Yeah. No, no, her t- no. That's Lucy. She's Lucy now. She's Lucy yeah. now. Lucy wears a hat. Lucy wears a hat and uh like a baseball li- cap, not li- like a disguisey hat. She lis- she wears a hat and listens to a different Patsy Cline song. So you know <laughs> it's so it's like no, that's that can't be <laughs> that's Katie. Really funny. Um <laughs> so uh <laughs> so Cass- so uh <laughs> so Cassidy's like what the heck are you doing back here? Obviously this is a bad idea for you. And Kate's like, well, I got to talk to my mom about why she ratted me out. And uh and Cassidy's like, that's crazy. And Kate's like, what are you going to help me or something? And Cassidy thinks for a moment and goes, yeah, okay. So one of us deserves happiness, I guess. It's like, okay, that's a that's <laughs> the whole thing. That's the whole logic. And then Cass- the next scene is Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy does a Kate cosplay. Basically, walks up to Kate's mom's That's home, really knocks on the door, and is immediately accosted by several federal officers. Yeah, they're like pointing guns mm-hmm. at her. They toss her on the ground, mm-hmm. and then and then immediately, uh, and then once it's like, I'm just some random girl. I'm um, selling Bibles. Yeah, I'm selling Bibles. Then she's like yelling at Kate in the hotel about like. What the heck? This better be worth it. Those were federal officers. Who could have? What are you? What the heck kind of? And she's like, you. 
Okay, Cassidy. Did you, you know what you're doing? Yeah, you agreed. <laughs> this is for the bit. You agreed to this. Yeah, why did you agree to this? You yeah. never should have agreed to this. You mm. could be arrested if they find this mm. out. If they find out that you were helping this person, mm. and then you're like shocked that it's like the yeah. law enforcement yeah, is involved. Yeah, you're shocked that it's actually dangerous. My favorite, my favorite um, line that she says is. She barges in the hotel room and goes, they questioned me for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that is not very long, That's honestly. Yeah, That's you got very off, short. You got off pretty easy for being a Bible salesman who is cosplaying a fugitive. Exactly. And the FBI. Yeah. Fucking it's, uh, it's, it's a weird. It? But it's fun to it's watch. It's like, yeah. I don't really give a shit that it it, exactly. it doesn't really work. Because here's what it is. Here's what that leads to is, Ka- is Cassidy is just like, hey, you should uh, explain yourself. What's Is this all worth it? And Kate's like, it is worth it to me because I got to know why my mom ratted me out and I'm, I'm sad about it. And Cassidy's like, well... Okay, good enough for me again. <laughs> Let's keep doing this then. <laughs> Let's keep on keeping on. Uh, the final scene of them, t- no, they're not the final scene. Um, uh, Cassidy, oh, yeah. they go to the diner where Kate's mom works. Uh huh. Kate's mom works. Kate only has Mate. one mom. Mom Kate. Mom Kate. Uh, well, do you know what her name is? Her name's Diane. Diane, that's yeah. right, yes. Uh, I like so that. Cassidy spills soup on Diane and goes, whoops, clumsy me. Uh, Diane goes to the bathroom, and who's in the bathroom but Kate? And they have a little heart-to-heart about how, uh, and by heart-to-heart, I mean a uh, strained conversation. <laughs> and Kate's just like, why'd you rat me out? I did it. I committed that murder for you. And M- Diane's just like, no, you didn't. You obviously didn't. You did it for yourself. Like, you do everything because you're selfish, kind of. Yeah. Like, you run out. You of, like killed a, my husband. Yeah, you did kill my husband. You he might have been murder. a shitty dude, but that was what'd also she my say? Husband. She said, you can't help who you love. Yes. And I was like. All right, Diane. All right, Diane. You You're allowed to be mad at your daughter yeah. for killing your husband, who, granted, was a very shitty, very shitty dude. Very shitty dude. She was like, it was, mm. it was, it was uh, the funniest part that I liked was when she said, you burned him alive. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is like something yeah. that she's got to live with yeah. now. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <She> <laughs> my husband got burned alive yeah. by my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah it makes sense why she would be a little bit bitter about yeah, that sh- one. She wouldn't love that, that's for sure. Um, and uh, Kate kind of has a moment of like, oh darn, um, like oh maybe uh, maybe maybe there maybe it's not so maybe it's not a moral black and white thing. Maybe what I did was a little on the gray area. Um, anyways, um, what happens next? She, uh, I think Kate just ends up dropping Cassidy off at the gas station. Uh huh. And. Uh, <laughs> Cassidy, Cassidy drops Kate off at the gas uh, station. That's right, yeah. yeah. And uh, Kate's like, "Give me the name of the ex. What screwed you?" And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and Cassidy's like, uh, "Well, I'll too bad because I actually do still love him. Also, I'm pregnant." So and it's his. And it's his. So and that's daddy. she has Sawyer's baby in there. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Sawyer was sort of. Not the main character of that storyline. But he cast a shadow over He it. cast a shadow, and his baby was in all of those scenes. Yes, his baby was in all of those scenes. That, like, undercover. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was there the whole time. Sawyer's, like, little fetus baby. Mm-hmm. And that's the mark of a main character. Even when they can't yeah. be there, they, like, like, uh, they like get a fetus in there somehow. Exactly. They get something to do their bidding. Exactly. What'd you make of the flashbacks in general? Because I kind of felt like 
I I there was I liked how silly they were. Uh-huh. And there was some of that like, oh yeah, Kate did Kate does have murder in her heart stuff. Uh-huh. Uh overall, I didn't I didn't love them, but I liked them. Yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel. Mm. I thought they were much better than like some of the shittier yeah. Kate flashbacks. They were n- it was way better than like the Taco Tuesday. Absolutely. Fucking yeah. that was a bullshit story that she never should have been saddled with. Um this and this yeah. one was well it was mm. it was it's like it was very whimsical and they didn't mm. realize it yeah. or it it seemed like they there was just, just mm. a lot of things that were incredibly convenient mm. um and that was just sort of mm. like a mark of poor writing mm. but um but it was also just it was good enough and it was sort of entertaining and yeah. it wasn't awful it was not awful and it did have the decency to be like you know Kate you did commit a murder. You did commit a real murder, mm-hmm. which uh, there was some like personal growth mm. in shit. Yeah, exactly. She had, you could tell she had a moment where she was like, "Oh, my action. I did do this just for myself. Maybe, maybe what I did was not as noble as I thought it was." Uh-huh. Sort, of, sort of thing. Uh, so that's so that's fine. Overall, that's a that's a fine thing. And plus, we get plus we get more Cassidy, who's always a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Kate's main story on the island. Uh, is that she's being captured by the others, and mm-hmm. they're living in that yellow housing complex that we all know and love. We uh, all live in a yellow housing complex, a yellow housing complex, a yellow housing complex. We all live in a yellow housing complex, a yellow housing complex, a yellow housing complex. At least Kate does right now, <laughs> as do the others. <laughs> Oh, that guac, baby. That guac, uh, it really sets you off, eh? <laughs> it gets you going. Yeah. It gets you singing Beatles parodies like it's nobody's business. Like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's our business. It is our business because we're the ones with the microphones. We, yeah. We run this town. Not the Beatles anymore. No. Get out of here, John, Paul, Ringo, George. You're gone. You're gone. <laughs> You ever try talking into the microphone instead of singing your little songs? Idiots. Yeah, hippies. Get a haircut. <laughs> Get a haircut. <laughs> Why don't you go start a real rock band like Limp Bizkit? <laughs> I don't know if there's any form of comedy greater than being unnecessarily harsh to the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, Me too. Anyways. Idiots. <laughs> 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 what are they on drugs or something? <laughs> what are you from England? <laughs> I, don't know. I can barely understand these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I am the walrus. What are you putting words together, jumbling them together, you crazy loon? I am the walrus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Sounds more like you're a train. Cuckoo, <laughs> <laughs> cuckoo. <laughs> That's my impression of a train. That's how they sound. <laughs> you ever, if you ever listen real close to a train, uh, that's how they sound. What do you call it? What do you call an expensive nut that is uh, it's gone crazy? You call it a cuckoo cashew. Yeah, that was not mm. planned. No, I figured it out on the spot. That was that was really good. I could, I that could, was really good. I could see those gears turning in your head. Uh huh. I know you, James. They don't stop. They don't stop. You got. You always got. You're always thinking of what's the next wise I'm gonna crack. Got the little hamster wheel spinning here. Yeah, but uh, 
just a few hamsters short of a hamster wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Isn't there a television show <laughs> that we watch <laughs> or something? The Beatles. <laughs> We're a television so show. So, back on the island. The back on the island. Kate is captured. Locke <laughs> comes in and says a really funny thing. Uh, oh yeah, that is really funny. Locke is... Who the fuck? It's really funny. It's really funny what Locke... Uh, we gotta get it out, because it's really good. Uh, Kate is captured in handcuffs in, like, the pool room. Uh-huh. Games room. Classic place to capture people. Um, what, are these people mm. not, like, playing games? They just put their prisoners there? I'll they give the prisoners all the games? I'll tell you what. They're playing mind games. They're playing mind games. That's Sudoku. Simon says, <laughs> <laughs> "The most dense line game of all." Simon, Simon says, says, "What's the next? What's the next beep gonna be? No one knows." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Christ. Okay. Um. So Locke comes in, unhandcuffed, free as a bird, <laughs> and <laughs> and Locke comes in, and Kate says, "Oh my God, Locke! Did they capture you too?" And Locke says, "Yes, but only temporarily." <laughs> what the fuck? Locke. I don't know. Locke is like I think I feel like that's just Locke having a positive outlook. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like he's probably not wrong. <laughs> that's a good way of like looking. Like if you have to serve a life set, not a life sentence, but like say a ten year sentence, they're only in prison temporarily. Exactly. That's not only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a really funny way to put it. Yeah. Actually, like you're sentenced to ten years. Yes, but only temporarily. I mean, yeah. Ten years turns to nine. Anyways, uh, so, uh, they have a conversation. About how Locke is going to leave, but Kate is going to stay behind. And Locke also mentions that uh, something about like how Kate, they know that Kate's a bad guy or something. Oh, yeah. I forget the details of it. doesn't really matter. Because what no. the meat and potatoes of it is uh, Kate wakes up one day, or no, uh, Juliet comes in to give her a sandwich. But Kate is on the offensive and attacks her. And Juliet replies by fucking, like, judo throwing her. Oh, she flips her. Another interesting, bizarre case Mm. of this person should not possess these skills. Yes, I don't know where Juliet learned mad fighting skills, but she puts them on display throughout this whole episode. Yeah, she has them. It's very good. Uh, She's not quite the protagonist, but uh, (laughs) she... She she was for an episode or two. She was for a a little stretch there. Um... She was the only person who's ever challenged Sawyer yes. in terms of protagonist. Absolutely. I think Kate's yeah. getting up there. We've seen a lot of Kate. Kate is getting up there, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, anyways. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so, Kate looks out the window and sees everybody's packing up, getting ready to go. Uh, and they're putting on gas masks. Then suddenly someone tosses a gas mask. Not a gas mask. <laughs> ga- a, gas, a gas can or whatever into her zone. And she passes the heck out. It's fucking sleeping gas. Mm-hmm. You know sleeping gas, that thing that there is. There's, it, It's there, and it's real, and the others have it in spades. And you think that is real? I don't know that I've ever heard of sleeping gas. Is that not, not in like real? A, well, maybe like sleeping gas in terms of uh, like, like surgical. Oxide, yeah. yeah, exactly. I've heard of that. I don't think I've heard of... Uh, a gas canister that you can toss in a room and it puts people to sleep. Yeah, that is news to me for sure. Like... Uh, even in video games, I don't see that. Video no. games where I have a whole array of grenades at my disposal. And I've seen things in video games that mm. I haven't seen in real life. Yeah. You've seen uh, <laughs> the, the brand new NHL expansion team. Yeah. The Charlottetown Snakes. The Charlottetown Snakes. They play in McDonald's parking lot. 
They do play in McDonald's parking lot. They're in the Western Conference. In the Western Conference. Uh, because that's where they had to get fit. And also, they have a mascot who is a devil who wears a diaper. You know the most unrealistic thing that I've seen in video games? What's that? that? have never seen in real life? I saw in a video game once $10,000. <laughs> never going to see that in real life. N- uh, no, sir. Not, no in this econ- not, not in this economy. You could buy an amount of NHL PlayStation 4s with that. <laughs> you could buy... Um, Probably like 200 I think. Yeah. Yep. No, I think that no not 200 With $10,000, you could buy like 22 uh, or 21, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, this isn't the math podcast. Uh, the modcast. I definitely feel like I do, like, uh, that's my, like, easy, like, back tr- ba- back to lost, like, b- template. This isn't the that this podcast. Yeah, this yeah. isn't the XYZ podcast. This is the lost podcast. Uh, it, can be, it can be a podcast about all so- sorts of things. Um, it can be a podcast about anything. But uh, it always has to be a podcast mm. about lost. It does. That's the one thing. It always has to come back. That's and what people know and love. Mm. I should. I just have to find smoother ways to transition back. I'm. L- I'm. L- this is my first regular podcast. I'm learning along with you. How regular cast. Yeah, uh, it's me, the me- a member of the regular cast. And speaking of a member of the regular cast, Kate wakes up to. Uh, <laughs> that was really fucking good. Yeah. That was really good. All right. <laughs> All right. Go. Let's g- let's let's keep going. Let's build on that. Yeah. Kate wakes up in the jungle after getting gassed. And she looks around, and she realizes she got cuffs on. And what's she cuffed to? Well, it's not a what, baby. It's a who It's Juliet. Juliet! Just a moment ago, they were uh, judo-chopping each other. And now they have to be handcuffed together in the jungle. What? The jungle? The jungle, I know. What is this, the Beatles? (laughs) What does this jungle have to do with the Beatles? (laughs) They both have moppy hair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're both dangerous to our kids. <laughs> the jungle. I really like the idea of like a 50s style like <laughs> propaganda thing just about just jungles. <laughs> just empty jungles. <laughs> the jungles are ruining our youth. <laughs> we need to get rid of the jungles. <laughs> That's why they're doing it. Uh, it's for the kids. Sorry, George. <laughs> gonna have to get rid of the jungle. Oh, but I love it there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, George. Harrison. I like the idea that whatever accent that you just did is the accent that one acquires from living amongst like gorillas. <laughs> yeah, that's how they talk. <laughs> you ever listen to them? Yeah. Didn't think so. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I've seen Planet of the Apes. I've seen those propaganda posters that kept me out of the fucking jungle. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're handcuffed together, and they don't get along, but they got it because it's, it's survival. Blah, it's all blah. they got. All they got, they got is each all other. All they got is each other. So at first, they're like, whoa, you're another, and I am not. We're fighting. And then the smoke monster happens. And then they go. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the island that shuffle. That was the island shuffle. Sorry, I've had a long week. Um, the <laughs> So the... <laughs> they're they um they're like arguing about Jack or something, and then they get into an actual physical fight that ends with Juliet's shoulder getting for real dislocated. Oh yeah, that was good. That was a pretty good fight scene that ended in real consequences. Yeah. And a- immediately after the <laughs> um dislocation, we hear that classic sound of the howling smoke monster. Ooh. And
and they run into a bamboo thicket, which is somehow always the one way to be uh-huh, the smoke monster. The, the smoke monster fucking hates bamboo. Yeah, there's one thing you got to know about the smoke monster. He can't be thin. that's really funny you got bars here i can't be thin (laughs) no i can't fit (laughs) this this is the perfect structure that's wide enough for a human to fit through but too uh too thin for a vapor or a gas (laughs) way too thin for a gas i can't be thin fuck he's a he's a dumbass he could just go in and kill them right there eh he can end the show. <laughs> I mean, th- imagine how th- imagine that pilot part one, <laughs> where it's just like they're all, you have the classic set piece, so they're all screaming in the wreckage, they're sorting it out, they're sorting out the luggage, you hear the <laughs> howl, and Charlie goes terrific, and then the smoke monster just wipes them all out, and then it's <laughs> and just that's a, it. That's just the show. The rest of the show is just following the smoke monster around as he prowls around the island. Yeah, exactly. Maybe in like mm. season three, uh, like two people come on the island and he kills them and then we get two more mm. seasons of yeah. like hanging out. Yeah, that freighter shows up in season four and they're and the smoke monster upends it all. Now that's an interest that's an interesting alternate show. I it? would think that eventually the smoke monster would leave and um, he's obviously rich. He owns a private island. <laughs> he would become one of the dragons in Dragon's Den or mm. for all you Americans out there listening to our show, yes. one of the sharks in Shark Tank. Tank. Yes. Wouldn't that be interesting if there's just an ominous cloud of smoke that's investing in people's ideas? I will definitely say, <laughs> and this is a pro, this is a thing that lost, like, this is a pro for Lost uh-huh. and a con for most other shows. Uh-huh. Most other shows don't have ominous clouds of sm- sentient smoke. No, exactly. That's one thing that this show really has a and decent amount of. And the big thing is, too. Every other show that does have an ominous cloud of sentient smoke, that smoke can like fit through bamboo. Yeah, not this one though. No, that's the it, this one's weakness is that <laughs> it can't be thin. Why didn't Jacob think of that? <laughs> fucking Jacob. Yeah, you want to record just so I can put it in, surround it with bamboo. <laughs> just put it in jail. Yeah, just put it in real jail. Just lock it up in real prison. Trick it with like lure it. Bait it with like uh, some philosophy argument. Bait it with like a copy of like Karl Marx or some shit. Put it in a fucking cork. Put a cork on it. Is Karl Marx a good philosophy poll? Probably not. Pardon? Um, he's yeah. more just manifesto guy. Anyways, this is not the Marxism podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, this is what? Okay, so they're hiding, and Juliet's like, "What the heck is that? I've never seen that crazy thing before." <laughs> And they go on, and they get out, and they keep on arguing about Jack, and Jack this, and Jack that. And that's one thing about this episode. A lot of scenes with two female characters who are named. Uh-huh. But this episode really does not, and I really am curious if this show ever does, uh, but it does. this episode really has a lot of opportunities to pass the Bechdel test, and it never, ever does. It never, ever does. Every scene between Kate and Cassidy either revolves around Kate's stepdad. Uh-huh. Or we well, not should, not, we com- sh- not completely revolves, um, but like in, uh, mentions Kate's stepdad or Sawyer, uh-huh. and every scene between Juliet and um, Kate revolves around Jack or mentions Jack at some point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. For those not without, in the know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bechdel test is kind of like a, uh, like a, I want a feminism in media sort of thing, mm-hmm. where it's like uh, to pass the baseline level of representation. 
the three rules are one, you need two female characters to have a conversation. Uh-huh. Two, the female characters have to have names. Uh-huh. Three, they have to have they have to not mention a male character in that conversation. And that never happens in this entire episode. Yes. That is uh, probably yeah. like 70% of the screen time is devoted to yeah. Kate and Cassidy and or yeah. Kate and Juliet. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. in every single one, they're either talking exactly. about Sawyer or the mm. dad yeah. or um, Jack. Mm. And yeah. Mm. And it's a silly, li- it's one of those like, it's not like if you do, if you include one scene, you're that much more of a feminist yeah, example. Yeah. It's just like one of those silly little things to just show how low the bar exactly, is. For exactly. Exactly. That kind of representation. And the, the fact media. that like it, it wasn't achieved here is sort of uh, yeah. staggering. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, oh yeah, this show is <laughs> not, this show is not the progressive uh, beacon we once thought fuck. it was. Yeah. <laughs> that we once really used to hold up Lost yeah. as a progressive beacon. Yeah. It was really good at, re- it was great for representation. I would like progressive of bacon well now we're talking yeah now we're talking you fry it up and it uh you you you, you he- eat it up and then you look at the pan after the grease is dried and it spells out uh i don't know something about marxism or yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, we are the world yeah <laughs> you know the most progressive song in the world. We yeah, are the world. We are the world. Well, it's just a statement of fact, is all oh that song God. is. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It is true. <laughs> we are. We're definitely not not the world. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So eventually they make it to they they keep arguing about Jack and it's kind of not like. I was really tuning out of those conversations. I don't know if yeah, it was just, just it wasn't really interesting. I don't know if it was just the guac that was hitting me, but I was it was just a lot of like I, I, w- I came back to the camp for Jack and Juliet's like Jack already didn't want you to come back cuz you've slept with Sawyer and Kate's like no, I really wanted to save him and he knows that he wanted to save him and Juliet's all no oh, I you don't know. I know Jack better than you ever do. I'm gonna name his. Div- I know when he was divorced. I know why his dad died. I know this and that. And it's just like. Meanwhile, no one cares that Jack is like a has relationships with both of these women. Yeah, true. They're, it's literally just like they're fighting over Jack, and it's kind of like, hey, all right, mm, okay, yeah, Jack. Fight over Sawyer. Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> fight, o- fight over Sawyer. If you're gonna fight, if you're gonna fight over a boy on the island, fight over the main fucking character. Fight over the protagonist. <laughs> um. Anyways, so eventually they re- they reach these uh, kind of like pylon looking things, and there's these kind of like electric sonar fences kind of uh-huh. things, and um. Uh, Juliet smoke monsters coming back. Smoke monsters coming back, and Juliet's like, "No, no, we have to go." And Kate's like, "No, I'm not going through that thing." And Juliet finally, in a panic, pulls out a key and unlocks the handcuffs that she had the Ow. whole time. Fucking snap twist, baby. Uh, and her explanation, uh, and she goes over and she activates the sonar fences. And that's another one of the smoke monster's weaknesses: this weird sonar fence that uh-huh. the smoke monster can't just go over. For it some hates reason. it. Yeah, hates yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though mm. the fence is like pretty low, it's pretty low for s- the smoke monster size. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so not only does Juliet know that the smoke monster doesn't like that fence. Uh-huh. That is revealed. It is also revealed that the her be- them both being out in handcuffs was a plant of hers. Was she did that just so that like 
her explanation is really like a no- it's another non-explanation. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I didn't want to be left behind again. Yeah, they let my they left me behind too, and I thought if I was left behind with you guys, you guys would never accept me as one of your own unless I did this crazy like weird sitcom thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless we created this scenario yeah. where we're handcuffed together. Yeah, and then you believe me, and it's just like, and obviously Kate's just like, well, now I trust you even less than yeah, I did before. Yeah, way less. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they make it back to the yellow houses. They wake up Jack, and they find Saeed there as well. And Sai and they're like, "Well, the four of us, let's go back to the beach. I guess we got left behind. That's a shame." <laughs> Sa- and Saeed's left, and Saeed's like, "She's not coming. Not Juliet. She's one of them." And Jack's like, "Nah, she got left behind too. She's one of us." And that's the end of the episode uh, formally. But here's the thing. There's another little plot that's going on on this island. A little whimsical plot that features our favorite buddy duo. It's the protagonist, Sawyer, and the audience avatar, Hurley. Yeah! Woo! Woo! Give it up! Yeah! So so Hurley comes over to Sawyer. (laughs) Sawyer's sitting on the beach, as he does, enjoying a nice day on the beach. Uh Uh-huh. Hurley comes over. And he says, you know, don't look. We're n- I'm not supposed We're not to be talking. seen. Uh, this conversation never happened. He's being all smooth. It's uh-huh. great. Uh-huh. Secretive mm-hmm. like Hurley always is. Yeah, classic like Hurley move. I love how s- everything, my favorite thing about Hurley is how conniving he is. He's <laughs> a conniving little DeVille. <laughs> a petite DeVille. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that pronunciation of DeVille. <laughs> Wow, that uh, that took me places. Um, <laughs> so Hurley comes over and is like, "Listen, everybody else is talking, and we're gonna hold a vote to banish you from our settlement, and you're dun, gonna s- dun, dun. we're gonna send you some ways down the beach, and if you don't, and if you don't make nice, if you don't uh, prove, you know, shape up your act or whatever." Uh, the vote's not gonna go your way, and Sawyer's like, "What the hell are you talking about? You know, I'm gonna shout a nickname at you and get out of my way." And uh, he calls Hurley Rotund. He does, yes. Uh, and it's uh, it's a classic, classic Sawyer wit. Oh, Sawyer, <laughs> you stop. You think you think you trickster. You, you think he's just a brute and a grifter, but he's got smarts too. Uh, anyways, uh, so any Sawyer tries to go fishing on his own. And he g- and there's a scene of him, and he has a fish, and he doesn't know what to freaking do uh, with the thing. He doesn't even know how to get a fish, and it's like you've been there for three months. He's looking at the fish, and he's like, oh, he's making like, uh, he's making like googly eyes at it. He's like, what the heck do I do here? He's like doing like slapstick, like boo, why? You oh, and he gets covered in fish guts, yeah, like you do. Yeah, and he goes like, oh, oh, gross! It's a gross fish. It's alive. Oh, this my smells. It's uh, it's. Played straight for comedy, and it is admittedly pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a good scene. Uh, I think Sawyer and the fish have a lot of chemistry. Yes, they really do. I think it's. I think. Uh, I think uh, Josh Holly brings a lot. Uh huh. I think the fish brings a lot. The fish brings a lot. The fish brings a lot. I hope the fish got a a credit. I hope he got a nomination. Uh huh. I think he deserves. I it. hope he got a neck nomination. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you bring back (laughs) neck nominations? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, 
ever shown you the best neck nomination I've ever seen? You have. Yeah. Uh, please describe this neck nomination. So okay, should, should we provide some context for this? Yeah. Neck, neck nominations were this thing that took the Easter. It took some parts of the world by it storm. It took some. Like, there, it was in Australia. It was big. It was it big was in big. Australia, but it really took the Eastern Canada by storm. Uh-huh. And the idea of a neck nomination is, uh, I think the simple thing is you film yourself drinking a beer. And then you say, I nominate my buddy Rick, my buddy Carl, uh-huh. et cetera. And then they have to do it also. They have to chug a beer. This was a trend of, I want to say, 2012, 2013. Um, maybe yeah, around there. I would say 2013, yeah. late 2013. It was one of those things where it was like, hmm, okay. I don't know why this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, this is bizarre. And it's, like and it's people, people weren't doing, it's not like. A, it's not like it was like for charity, because at least the ice bucket challenge, that sort of thing, that was like uh-huh. we're donating this to research or uh-huh. whatever, and like that. And it's not like people were doing like check out this guy's crazy one where he does a backflip off a stage or whatever. Yeah, it's well like it's just like people just like sitting at a desk, they just like drink a beer and then they're like, yeah, yeah, and then it's just like, well, that's it. Also, here's my nominations. It's not and like where it did get crazy is mm. when people would just do very dangerous forms of consuming alcohol. Yes. Someone would drink like a bunch of straight liquor or something, yes. and it was really bizarre. It but was, there was, was a good uh, mm. m- probably month and a half mm. where it was unavoidable, especially like. Because we both grew up in Maritime Canada, yes. which has a weird, bizarre, mm-hmm. like rural drinking culture. Yes, indeed. And so you would go on Facebook or mm-hmm. your other social media of mm-hmm. choice, perhaps Instagram or yeah. something along those lines, yes. uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I hope you're not seeing neck nominations <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> and you would always just see like, hey, this shitty dude from high school is chugging a beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but there was one specific one, yeah. Where was this? Uh, these two kids, they were, I think, two grades younger than me. So at the time when they were making it, they were like 17. Mm-hmm. And so one of them, there was two friends, and one of them was doing the nomination, and one of them was like cheering him on. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, drink nominations. <laughs> All right, my friend here, he's going to shotgun three cold shots, then drink some Frank's Red Hot Sauce and whiskey. And then you watch this boy <laughs> with a tattoo across his forearm that says established 1996. Um, shotgun three cold shots, which are a 6% shitty beer. Um, shotguns three of them in a row. And then he drinks a mug that is a combination of straight whiskey and Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Ugh. And then... He, like, finishes it, and he clearly looks very bad. Mm -hmm. And then his other friend goes, I'm going to shotgun a cold shot just because. And then bites into this can of beer and starts to shotgun it while the original drinker behind him throws up in the sink. Oh, (laughs) boy. That's a... That's a sordid picture. <laughs> For some reason, this was just like a thing that occurred in the world. Yeah. Out of, I guess, I, d- I don't know. Not, I don't much know. Else, not much else to do out east, really. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, so, uh, do you still keep in touch with this fella? No. Uh. No. <laughs> Lost contact a long time ago. <laughs> but he lives on. <laughs> I I think so, to my understanding. Yes. I oh hope God. he learned a valuable lesson <laughs> from that. I think we are. I think we've all learned a valuable lesson. From yeah. That. Uh, consume responsibly, uh, please, out there. If you're listening, we love you. We love you. Um, love you, bud. Hey, bud. We love you. 
Um, <laughs> so Sawyer and Hurley. <laughs> Sawyer and Hurley. So Sawyer Nick nominates Hurley. <laughs> um, and Hurley chugs five co- uh, co- coconuts. Coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Sawyer uh, basically goes, all right, Hurley, you got it. I can't, I don't know how to fish. And Hurley's like, you don't know how to fish, you goober. And so Hurley's just like, whatever, show me. Or Sawyer's just like, whatever, show me how to make nice. And <laughs> the what follows is a whimsical adventure of Sawyer trying his hardest not to be mean to people. What is he, uh, Hurley recommends first he gives Sawyer a blanket and he says, go mm-hmm. give this to Claire mm-hmm. and like call her Claire and not a nickname and ask her how her baby is. Yep. And then uh, so Sawyer walks up to Claire with a blanket and goes, uh, hey there, Claire. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Uh, your baby's less wrinkly than it was a few days ago. And Claire is charmed. <laughs> Claire <laughs> Very charmed. Claire is just like, uh, <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> I got a blanket out of it. <laughs> so that's a really good scene. Probably the best scene De- in the episode. Definitely a, g- a highlight of the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, what else does Sawyer end up doing? He goes hunting for boar with Desmond. Yes, and Desmond has a rifle, and Desmond's just like... <laughs> Clearly focused, and Sawyer's just like mm, grumble, grumble. Can't believe I got it. It's all like, okay. I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna explain some context here, which is that uh, Sawyer is just like, mm, gotta gotta win some hearts and minds. Gotta mm, gotta make nice. Gotta win the votes. He's like explicitly talking about winning the vote, right? Mm-hmm. And Desmond's just like. Uh, focused on hunting. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. He's just like staring down the barrel mm, of a rifle. Yeah, he's like he's like mm, be quiet. There's a there's a ball over here. And uh, <laughs> 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 how was that? <laughs> that was like in. Was, was he pl- in was the room with us? Was, it was be- he just there? Was it better than my George Harrison? <laughs> oh, nothing could be. Okay. What was your George Harrison again? Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm in the jungle, Paul. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, so he brings back a boar, and they have a barbecue. And uh, they're passing around the meat, and they're sprinkling it, and everybody's laughing and having a good time. And Sawyer walks up to Charlie and goes, hey, hope you remember this scene when you're having your vote tomorrow. And Charlie's like, vote? What vote? What are you talking about? And wouldn't you know it, the con man got conned by Hurley. Hurley is the new con man, and thus is the new main character of the show. Hurley is the protagonist. (laughs) Uh, If you con Sawyer, you become the protagonist. That's how it works, just like real life. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's also a sick con cause Hurley was just making that up so that Sawyer would be nice to people. Exactly. It was incredible. It was, it was like really beautiful. It, it worked. Re- it Sawyer re- obviously got mm. some amount of enjoyment from being nice to yeah, people. Yeah. It was a very wholesome, wholesome plot. And it was like, and Hurley had the best of intentions cause he's, he mentioned, he's like, Locke's gone, Jack's gone, Kate's gone. All the like main people are gone. You've got to be our leader for a second. So you've got to learn to be nice. Uh-huh. Hurley's fucking pulling the strings, baby. He's Hurley's the protagonist. Hurley's the best one. Hurley's, Hurley's great. That's why Weezer made an album about him. Yeah, because they were, because Hurley's good. Yeah. Uh, and that whole plot is just a lot of, a lot of very silly scenes with our protagonist trying his d- damnedest to get along with people. And it's very, very, it's very like, it doesn't add anything except for just like, I love looking at it. Yeah, it's just. It's just like comic relief. Mm-hmm. It's just just a nice, it's just beautiful. Something to lighten the tension of uh, Kate, who has murder in her heart and such. <laughs> it's beautiful. So um, I believe that's. Th- I believe that pretty much sums up the episode. 
That's and, it's, and it was a so. What would you think of this? Ep- uh, let me look at my notes while you say what you how you liked this episode. I like this like episode a lot, actually, s- sort of because it was so um, sort of unintentionally whimsical. I mm-hmm. mean, the Sawyer plot obviously was intentionally whimsical. Yeah. That was, was the whole point. It was deliberately very silly. But the Kate plots were not. It didn't come across like they were self-aware that what they were doing was like really absurd, mm. or that there was uh, like logic didn't follow with um, the whole ideas of like why this lady would help Kate and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Like as soon as you can embrace that, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, this makes no fucking sense, yeah. and I don't give a shit. It's mm. Kate versus the FBI right mm, now, yeah. and like her relationship with her mom is on the line mm-hmm. and there's this complete stranger just helping her take on the FBI. Yep. Like <laughs> this is the show lost, I guess. This is that's the show lost. I think that's true of a lot of lost. Even the like worst of it is you just have to and obviously there are some where it's just like, no, this is just unacceptably yeah. bad. But like there's a lot of it is a lot more enjoyable if you just go, All right, this is just pretty silly isn't it uh-huh this is just a quite silly thing uh-huh and uh this and that really greatly applies to this episode a lot uh the juliet and kate handcuffs together stuff kind of dragged a lot for me uh-huh but the backstory and the her, the sawyer side plot really fucking boy it howdy was good. boy yeah, howdy stuff was good i loved it i love the show lost and it's a good show sometimes let's watch another episode Want to just uh, toss another one on? Let's toss another one yeah. on the fire. All right. Ta- put another log on the fire. Put another lost on the fire. Put another lost on the fire. All right. That's, I think, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. We're good, I think. Thanks we, for we, listening. Thanks for listening to us talk about uh, whatever it is we talked about, the Beatles and neck nominations, and, of course, the show Lost. The show Lost. First and foremost, the show Lost. Uh, my favorite television show. Hey, thanks for listening. I've been Dean. I've been James. And as we say at the end of every episode, yeah.